This is Johnny Tacos. I've always been a lover of music. The way the drums beat as my heart. The way the guitar sings louder than the vocalist. And the way the song is written. You would think it was how each word just coexisted with the other word. Music has always been a tool for good and evil. Music has always been a way to soothe the heart, to mend the broken, to relax the unnerved, to scream out the angry, and to worship. So please join me as we take a trip and we listen to these wonderful musicians with their art as well as their love songs to God. And I am Johnny Tacos, and this is Origin. Origin. Are you considering going to church for the first time? Have you ever thought about waking up in the morning, getting ready, and going to church just to see what it's all about? Or maybe you're looking for a new church because your old church wasn't quite what you had in mind. Consider coming to visit Covenant Life Church in Waxahachie. Here on the Johnny Taco Show, this is our home church, and we extend the invitation for you to come worship with us and fellowship with us. If you're interested, visit Covenant Life at 423 North College Street, Waxahachie, Texas. Wednesday service begins at 7 p.m. Sunday service starts at 10.30 a.m. For more information, please visit www.covenantlife.online and look on the calendar for upcoming events. Your journey can begin right now. What's up? This is Johnny Tacos here with another exciting and informative and also geographic episode here. So I have Outlaws for the Cross here. They're going to talk about how they became a band being a couple of states away. You know, the power of the Internet, the uh, modern way of uh, making music is always awesome bringing people together that's all we're all about being part of the christ body so i'm pretty excited about this but before i get to the interview i just want to give a big congratulations to chris johnson for tying the knot with nikki johnson so now it's cj and nj that's going to be pretty awesome i get to harass her because we work together so I'm, I just want to give a big uh, congratulations to, to my producer. Uh, you know, I know marriage can be fun. It can be difficult at most, but being doing it together and having the right mind under Christ, anything can prevail. All right. So with all that out of the way, let's talk about the outlaws here. What up, guys? What up, three now? How's it going? What's going on? So, so tell me, tell me a little bit about yourselves. Well, basically, we both started out doing solo music, and then it's it, it, how Outlaws ended up starting about is we took and um, I was doing my solo stuff and looking for uh, uh, 
what was the word I'm looking for? Looking for a producer, which what Corey started out doing, which Randolph started out doing was doing producing. And then it just kind of, we got to chit chatting and decided we wanted to make something that we both were, well, we're both the types that we like stuff that, um, is different than the industry. You know, we don't like the traditional 808 beats or the trap beats. So we wanted to come up with something original and, you know, originally we thought we were just going to do a track or two and then it turned into working on the third album now. I'm just waiting on Corey. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're oh, just yeah, waiting on you. It's just, we'll just have some awkward silence. You know? <laughs> just like a first date. Well, I when you're... from person to person. I ain't know if you going to comment on it. Or what. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, uh, we'll just be like that awkward first date. You know, you stand right in front of a blind date and you're like, she does not look like anything in the picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I know. I, um, I think it was a mutual friend of ours that shared a uh, uh, post here uh, that somebody uh, else had posted about looking for a producer, and that's kind of how that happened too. I just reached out to the guy we knew mutually, and then, uh, I can't remember if I commented on it or not. But anyways, we got linked up, and then I mean, pretty much everything like he said. We uh, started talking, started um, helping him with his uh, one of his albums he was working on, and want some new stuff, and then. Like you said, we we was talking about doing one and two type tracks like this, and it just turned into a whole deal, man. Like it just, you know, when when God wants to do something, He grabs a hold of it and he do it and He push it. And there's no real, especially if it's uh, ordained by God. There's no real, like, uh, no choice in the matter. You start, yeah. you put your foot, foot towards doing it, and God says that this is what I want, and I'm gonna grab a hold of it and move. And it's just, it's been a blessing ever since, to be honest. So, uh, meeting together through that mutual contact, you know, y'all had a love of the same type of music that y'all wanted uh, to be out there and, and to glorify God. Um, has that always been, have y'all always been in a Christian setting? I know that uh, we all have love of secular music there's there's some music that i like that is not christian um you know that i still listen to occasionally you know it's it's not saying hey you know all of a sudden i don't love jesus anymore it's just there's some music that just kicks it in your head and you just enjoy it as long as it's not too dramatically out there you know it's it's something to enjoy so what um what have you always been like towards a Christian kind of a uh, way of being uh, performers? Well, I know for me, I've always been in the entertainment industry as long as I can remember. I mean, in between being a circus clown to professional wrestling, um, WWE style wrestling to music. I mean, I've done, I did secular music before Christian music and, you know, we played with bone thugs and harmony three times and, Played St. Andrew, Andrews Hall in Detroit, you know, so we were doing some big things secular-wise, but we were doing it for the wrong reason. So I eventually just got, got, I got tired of doing it, and I just kind of gave up on it. Well, then God ended up wanting me to come back into music, and so after about a year of fighting him on it, finally that's, that's where we were at. And uh, what about you, Corey? Um, as... Pretty much, Christian music's been my whole deal since I was, uh, yeah, I'll leave forever, to be honest. I probably started writing in middle school or so. 
Um, for me, I um, before I really even knew Christian hip hop existed, uh, I grew up on a channel called Fox ninety seven, and it played like all the fifties, sixties, seventies, like like Otis Red and you know um, Temptations, all that stuff. So I grew up on that, and then um, I think for me, uh, for whatever reason, God just moved on me to do what that desire to do just Christian music. Period. So I think it was. Um, so as I got older, um, I guess I had an interest in music, like hip hop and all that. So all I had was secular as far as music went, but I never really, uh, what's the word? Uh, I never really fit in or my lifestyle wasn't of secular hip hop. Like that wasn't my lifestyle. So when I found out about Christian hip hop, I had a friend of mine, I was going uh, at my parents' church. Um, they introduced me to like grits or whatever. So that's kind of my first introduction to Christian hip hop because I really didn't know about it. Pretty much after that, that's all I listened to was like Grits, Cross Movement, uh, Petty Dean, Fourth Element. Um, There's this whole pop group that was around for a little bit called K3. Um, I think I mentioned Cross Movement, but basically that's uh, LA Symphony song, Pigeon John. So that's kind of everything I listened to. And once I found out that was Christian hip hop, that's what I gravitated to. And like, and, and cause I never, I, my lifestyle, it was just not like secular music. I didn't relate to it. That's what I was trying to say. I don't relate to it. Yeah. So for me, yeah, my life's pretty much been saturated with, uh, Christian music for the most part, some secular, but most of my secular way, way back. I'm talking about the swing and old R&B, all that. So, um, making this power team together, you know, has it been hard since y'all are living so far away to to get all the lyrics down, the music? Is is uh, is DJ near near you or near Corey? Yeah, the, our DJ is actually my oldest son, my eighteen year old son. Uh, he just actually joined the group. What about six months ago? Seven months ago, Corey? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, with the music thing, that's the wonders of the internet, you know, is being able to send stuff back and forth. And, you know, basically where we, with each of us having a studio in our house, we're able to record and then send the stuff back and forth for hit for Corey to produce it. And with this, uh, y'all, y'all are able to have time where y'all can actually go out concert wise and perform together. Yeah. 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 It kind of, um, you know, as long as it's planned out ahead of time, yeah, we're able to do that, make that work. So what is the biggest crowd that y'all ever performed in together? I would have to say right now that would have been Kingdom Bound Fest in Clinton, Iowa, which there was about 750 to 1,000 people in front of the stage. It was a three-day or two-day festival with Jordan Feelers, J.J. Weeks. There was a bunch of big names on the show. And... How did that make you feel? Did that did that make you feel on top of the world that you're like so so empowered by the the love of Christ to be able to perform for such a mass amount of people? Did you feel at home? Definitely. Well, we knew it was ha- going to happen because God had been telling both of us that you know He was going to have us performing in front of a thousand, so we knew it was going to happen. But the thing is, it's one of those that you don't know when because it's in God's timing, not ours. And so you also, it's, it's interesting with that is you don't realize the influence or the reach that the music has, because, you know, you're with being a newer group, we're still getting used to the fact of having, 
you know, are hearing our stuff on the radio and so on and so forth. So when we were out there at that show, we ended up having seeing about half to three fourths of the crowd singing along to our music was just like, okay, this is kind of, this is different. You know, we weren't expecting that many people to know our stuff, but it was definitely a blessing for sure. So, um, with that going on, people just like singing your music together, you know, that then what did everything just click and say, Hey, you know what? God really is awesome. You know, you can people, uh, two guys far away from each other, make one music for God to a mass of thousands of people. And the, you know, I don't, I don't know about you, but to me, that right there just shows a miracle. It just, because you, you didn't know where you were going to start at. You were just going to start out with what, one or two tracks. Mm -hmm. So like it's something fun to play around with. And now you're actually going out there and performing together. And and it just, does it click like y'all known each other forever? It does actually, because the first show we did, which was actually the first time we'd actually met in person as well, was down in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. And it literally just, I mean, we had people coming up to us and they're like, when we told them that it was the first time we had performed together. And they're like, no, there's no way. And it just, you know, it just instantly clicked. And that's one of the the miracles about it. Whenever, when God's got his hand in something and God is, God's got his anointing on it, it just automatically fits. I mean, it, it, it's, it's almost effortless. And you can tell the dogs are barking in excitement hearing all of this. So, <laughs> you know, I, myself, um, I've always found it easier when, when I'm doing it for God than what I do for myself. So, um, what, uh, what upcoming works do y'all have? Do y'all have a new album coming up? Um, and do you, what concerts are y'all about to hit up? Well, we're actually just putting the finishing touches on our third album is going to be a two part album, which is going to be tales of the outlaws part one and two. And we're actually just putting the finishing touches on part one now. And hopefully that's going to be out for one of the big festivals we're doing this year, which is kingdom come festival in June. With our goal is to have that third album available at that show. And then, um, and then we'll be getting to work on the second part of the album, which will come out uh, probably May or June of next year. And, you know, it's always cool because you, you listen to that first album and you're like, man, I got to hear that second one coming up. And to the new listeners, the ones who are about to listen to one of your songs that we're going to play at the end of the show, how do you describe your music? Yeah, that's a... Uh, um I think sometimes it's hard for us to describe simply because, I mean, number one is God-centered, Christ-centered. And that's the first thing that needs to be known about it. It's, it's about God before anything else. Um, secondly, as far as the music itself, it's, it's, you know, it's that kind of hip-hop slash meets hip-hop slash just kind of just a little bit of everything. Like, um, I know for me it's hard to explain because simply because the way I grew up and, like, the people I told you, like, Brits, Petty D, and all them. If you're familiar with any of them, and I grew up listening to them, they got more of a uh, kind of an eclectic sound. Like, they don't even have a sound that's um, industry-wise. Like, you know, industry, 
Christian hip hop has its own sound and even them within the industry has their own sound. And I think um, the way my mind and my brain works that I tend to be able to create sounds in certain genres, but um, still have them kind of stand out apart from what industry would consider to be, this is what you do and this is how you do it. So um, it's definitely a mix of the kind of country Western slash folk R&B, not R&B, but hip hop type deal. It's just, it's hard to put like one good solid uh, title and description on it. Cause most people I've met, like I got a guy at my job. He, um, he'll go to our page and listen to the stuff we post up there and, uh, he shared it with another friend of ours at that job that was actually going through a tough time that actually helped him. And it's every time we talk to anybody, they're like, this, this ain't, this ain't nothing we've ever heard before. Mm-hmm. So, um, it definitely has its place as far as genre goes, but it also has its own separate mm-hmm. space to be in. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of Gangster Grass. Have you ever heard of Gangster Grass? They they play like uh, bluegrass in the back while they're rapping. It it was the theme song to Justify, and that's what really turned me on to the to that band. And I was like, how can you do bluegrass and have rap in it and like gangster rap? In, in the mix with it and somehow it works because they the the you know the banjo player and all that they're from down south and the rapper he's actually from New York and they mix it in together and and what it is is music is not defined by the genre if uh, you know it's it's defined by your your um what is that word? The the way you feel, your your expression, your artistic, not autistic, but artistic expression, and the way it goes, and the way you put your heart and soul on it, and that's how how well you you define your music. It's like, hey, it's heartfelt. It's it's awesome. It's 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 raising up God up and and up above all, and uh, just the best part about it is y'all enjoy it. You enjoy your music. So who, who writes the, who writes the rhymes? Both of us. It's a combined effort. Yeah. It's both of us actually. And, uh, the, the beats are from your son. No, that's from me. The beats are from Corey. Ah, so you the beat master. Yeah, man. I, I need some beats for my, my show. I might hook, I might holler at you, man. So, but, uh, yeah, I just, I, I enjoy it, man. And, and, and the, uh, the getup that y'all wear, you know, to me, it's like, man, these are some outlaws. The, the name does suit, uh, suit the group. And how, how did that name come along? Did y'all come up together? Was it unanimous or did it just pop up one time? It was kind of one of those that just popped up. I mean, it was just that. Again, with God's hands in it, it just kind of perfectly fits how it how it's supposed to be. And I think it was just something that God literally, when he when he gave us the vision behind it, it just literally just handed everything to us. And there it is, you know, it all together, it all works together. I've I've met so many different Christian uh, bands that uh, pop up and 
and you would you would think, well, these don't sound like Christian bands. These are, you know, none of this really works out, but it works out. And you know, I'm, I am so honored to meet both of y'all today. You know, we've been we've been talking about this off and on uh, Facebook for a while. Um, do do you have um, any concerts coming up uh, in the South? Well, right uh, now, no, we've got, yeah, no. no, not yet. We've got the one in Indiana, but we are in talks with a couple promoters in Oklahoma and Texas. So hopefully we'll end up down there this year, but I mean, we're open to pretty much going wherever. So, yeah. And we have our metal grace coming up in September and I'm trying to get, uh, so many different awesome bands out and i think we we talked about a little bit uh, i believe yeah so it'd be awesome to see y'all up there and and it's gonna be outside it's gonna be beautiful i know it's gonna be beautiful outside because we're alive and and the lord is with us so every day is beautiful um so is there anything you want to to tell the listeners that people are trying to I want to do something for, for God. I want to be a performer for God, but I don't think what I do would be good enough for him or good enough for uh, the body of Christ to, to do. You know, they, they, they're psyching themselves out. The enemy has got in their, in their head and saying, you know what, that music you do is, is, is not going to work for God. Uh, what do you have? To, what What could you give some great advice to them? Well, I think basically to double back on kind of what you were saying earlier about, you know, people saying that it's not Christian or whatever, you know, that and judging it before they give it a chance. I mean, we, we run into that all the time with our DJ, for example, our DJ, basically, I don't know if you've seen pictures of him, but it looks like a cross, like a cowboy version of Ghost Rider. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, we, we do festivals all the time where we'll get people coming up to the promoter saying, oh, that's satanic. That's not Christian. And we had one of the promoters that put it very, very well put. He turned around and he goes, OK, let me ask you this. He goes, if it, it's not Christian. OK, so he goes, you paid it with the, the mask. He goes, it got your attention. And you paid attention to what they had to say, did you not? And the person was like, well, yeah. And he goes, and you, they were singing about Christ, correct? And they, the person goes, yeah. And he goes, well, then the mask did what it was supposed to do to get your attention. And see, we live in a society where people take and I mean, they like to see things visually. They don't want to just take and hear about, read about it in a book or whatever. They, they want to see, see it in action. And so, you know, that's basically what the mask is the same way with, you know, a band like, skillet or whatever would do pyro and everything they do it to grab your attention but that's one of the things going back to what you had asked with the advice is i mean with us we get all the time where the enemy trying to get us discouraged to not do it because you know oh well people are complaining about the mask or this or that so i think the biggest thing would be just you know to continue to listen to holy spirit you know and and don't really i guess put what man thinks on the back burner back burner and just rely on what god says that he wants you to do i mean obedience is key and yes, and do it with a joyful noise too. So, uh, what Absolutely. about what about Corey? What about you? You got some drops of wisdom? I mean, I mean, pretty much, really, just don't give up. Because I mean, I've been um, as a producer, I've probably been battling um, this set mindset. I'm 
when I make beats, it must sound this way. It has to sound like they do here. It sounds like there. But the thing is, I done been, um, I know people in the industry, man. I know a lot of old heads in the industry. You know, they may not be as relevant as they were at one point, but they still are in the industry, still doing certain things. And I've been in events, and one of the first things that kind of comes up, I even had a phone call. One of them, one of the first things that comes up is simply like, well, how do you stand out in the industry? You got to do something different. Exactly. But then they'll turn around and tell you on the same hand, well, you got to be able to sound like everybody else if you want to, mm-hmm. if that's what they want and that's what you get. But at the end of the day, like, there's just, there's no way, like, if somebody called from the studio, say, as a producer, like, oh, we want to be to sound like such and such, then you're never going to stand out. You're never really going to make any money. You're never really going to do anything that's worth too much doing. So at the end of the day, it's really just not giving up. But whatever God is telling you to do, you do that. You don't do what other people want you to do. You don't fit in with other people. You do what you do and you stand out. Like even right now, like uh, I put making regular beats on the back burner simply because I've, it's been a battle. But I also know by doing what I'm doing with Outlaws and um, making the tracks I do with them, there's going to be a point where people are going to recognize you know what I'm saying? And then there's that point where there's that cross between making regular beats and making this where it, it'll benefit me. But at the end of the day, I have to do not so much what benefits me, but what God wants me to do now. And by doing outlaws, I'm doing what God wants me to do now. But on the same hand, the uniqueness of the way I make tracks is still being displayed through outlaws because it's still things that people say, oh, I've never really heard nothing like this. So I'm literally taking what I already do and putting it into another genre, but I'm still coming with the same kind of uniqueness or the, the not really sounding like everybody else in the way that they do it. I'm still able to bring what God gave me into that. So like, really it's just about not giving up. Cause sometimes you might have to cross over from doing one thing to something else. And before you know it, you're really doing what God already intended for you to do, but he's using it in another way to put it out where it needs to. So it's really about not giving up. Cause if you give up, it's you know, it's it does you know you know what I'm saying it does you no good. Like you can't, you know, Bible's faced with adversity, and so many times people don't know what to do. They turn to God and God makes way. So it's about not for me. It's just don't give up. If you sound weird, sound quirky, whatever you sound like, keep doing it. Cause at the end of the day, if you got people that say they like it, but they'll never stand behind it and support it like they need to, but they rock with it. But because it doesn't fit in fit into what they think it should fit into. As long as you know that it's something people like, God will find a way to fit it into where it's something people need. You know, I, I couldn't say it any better than that. You know, it's it's that saying, you know, if you stay still and you don't and you don't push forward, you're gonna end up dying because you're gonna be fading away because there's everybody's always pushing forward for the next big thing and everybody that that are able to be recognized that are, that are just showing off. And you see it a lot in uh, secular bands, you see it all. And, uh, you know, when, when they start falling off the grid, they start doing some weird stuff. Yeah. We saw it with Sam Smith and, and his performance. We saw it with uh, Lady Gaga, you know, all these people that are just so hungry for it. They want to stand out and Christians should be that way too. But, but more for the Lord, you want to stand out and say, Hey, this is what the Lord has. And I got your attention. 
You know, I, exactly. I'm, I'm not going to go in there and just be a part of the crowd. You know, God wants me to to be above the crowd, to to voice His word. So that's what I'm going to do. I'll I'll go out there and I'll dress in a toga if I have to. But but yeah, if, if you get my attention, I mean, if if I get your attention and I'm actually able to give you the word, the good word. Yeah. And, you know, that Jesus died for our sins and that you feel it and that you're a part. And then you start opening your heart to Jesus. Then I did my job. You Absolutely. Know, you know, a lot of Christians, old school Christians, a lot of uh, new Christians like, the, you know, and I step on toes. If you listen to my, my podcast, I do step on toes a bunch of times. But sometimes you have to set some straight, but you have to show love too. But you have a lot of people that just because that you were living through a bad life and then you turned around and, and become a Christian doesn't mean that you're better than the person that you were dwelling with because they need God as much as you. So Get off your high horse, enjoy some good music, look around and see the lost be found in front of your eyes. Then that is what Christianity is, is is bringing back your brothers and sisters back home. Absolutely. Make the product, you know, bring home the prodigal son. Let the father embrace that prodigal son. And, and that's what I feel that, that your, your whole spiel, your whole, your whole music, the way that you are, that y'all present yourself on stage is just an amplifier to, to speak God's word. Absolutely. So, but, uh, we're getting closer to the end of the show. Uh, where I'm going is the song that we're, we're playing. Um, what what is where did that come from? If you can tell us something real fast about that song. Yeah. Oh, oh, honestly, bro. A lot of times, God just give me things, bro. Because a lot of times, what happens is, is like, um, if you can tell, me and him have different roles in what we do in the group. So a lot of times, when I'm making the tracks for what we do, a lot of times, I actually end up either coming up with a concept or at least a chorus off jump. And uh, so, um, dude, it's, I think sometimes with, with, with uh, our personal lives, I think mine and his personal life is very similar. We got two different kind of stories, but it's similar as far as the emotions that come to it. They kind of, some of the same emotions and some of the same dealings, but with different lifestyles from what we've been through. And I think um, where I'm going is just is is one of those mindsets. I think at the time I was, um, I mean, as Christians, we always going to go through something, especially being Christians. But sometimes we still got to struggle with the flesh. And I think at that time, it's just when I did this track, it was more of like making a reminder of not giving up and keep putting forward, and to realize that where you're going is your in that that going to God and going to heaven and being with Christ is really your end goal in life, point blank. No matter, for example, like no matter where, what his life story is and what my life story is together, our end goal is to be who we are, be men of Christ as we're supposed to, but also be able to push forward and Mm -hmm. 
get to that place where we're with Christ. But not only with doing that, we share it as, as from a part of our lives with other people to kind of understand, like, like if you listen to the song, you may not hear a lot of personal, personal stuff in it, but we write a lot of that understanding, kind of a lot of analogies to jumping hurdles, if I can say. So it's about, like, I just think the song, it was just brought together to make it to where it was uh, approachable to people to understand, yeah, we all got hurdles. Believe it or not, as many Christians and stuff is in this world, and I'm one of the people in my life, um, you can still feel alone. Someone that, that either knows Christ or don't know Christ and still feel like no one's there for you and still feel like nobody wants to do anything for you. So with the song, it's, it's letting people know, like, yo, don't let other people that call themselves Christians or other people that are Christians and they don't do what they need to in full just let make you feel like nobody understands you. But understand that we understand you and we can share. We understand that we know what it's like to jump through hurdles and go through things. And we understand that we know where we got to keep our focus, which is on Christ. And at the end goal, keep your focus on Christ, no matter what you got to go through, get there. It's about getting to Christ. No, no, mean, no, no matter what, get to Christ. So, Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for so much. Thank you to uh, Three Nails and Randolph Clay for uh, being on the show today. Outlaws for the cross. And we're going, we're going to turn it down with that, with that song. And, I just want y'all to sit down, just sit with the Lord in your in your own personal space and just listen to the groove, listen to the verses. Uh, you know, uh, we all are here together and we all want to make that joyful noise. So just listen to there. But before we go, I want to thank you all for being on the show. I want to thank all the new listeners that happen to stumble upon the Johnny Taco Show, thinking it's a Food Network podcast to learn how to make some tacos. The I'm sorry to disappoint, but I do have good news. The edification that you get from Jesus Christ through the testimonies of my guests and my constant babbling. Uh, you did not come here by mistake. God has something that my guests needed to say for, to you to uh, open your heart out and let them inside. So uh, thank you for being on here and listening, and I hope you listen to more shows. Uh, I want to thank all the diehard listeners. You are the sour cream on the Taco Supreme. Without you, I would just be talking to the wall, and that would give my wife the ammunition to actually lock me up in an insane asylum. With with that, I do thank you so much. And uh, we're going to go off, uh, and y'all have a blessed day. Don't have yourself a good day. No good, sir. No good, ma'am. Have yourself a great day. God bless you. God keep you. And here is Outlaws for the Cross, where I'm going on the Johnny Taco Show. Cha-cha-cha. Stack to a 
So we could drink 